All right, we'll be going by tonight. Queen Sheba. Queen Sheba, put your right hand up and your left hand on your word, whatever you decide your word is. <laughs> okay. All right, hold it just like that. We solemnly agree we have your permission to post this across all of our social media platforms. Absolutely. Is there anything, and I do mean anything that's off limits, you do not want us to ask you about? Yes. What is that? Uh, what do you know? <laughs> we don't ask you anything. What don't you want us to ask you about? Or how about, how about this? If we do ask you something that's off limits, do you understand? You can say no, pass, let's move on. Yes. Okay. I know how to deflect. All right, let's do it then. Okay. okay. Literally, it's no pressure on your host, Bangum Bug. It's your girl, just Kate Perel. And we got a special guest. You can introduce yourself already? Yes. Queen My name is Queen Sheba. What up, though? Hey, hey. Okay, hey. now tell everybody where you originally from. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. I've been in Atlanta since 2005. You from here now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from old Atlanta. From old Atlanta back to new Atlanta. Okay, come on. Yeah. Okay, did you grow up both of your parents? No. And <laughs> 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 okay. what's your relationship um, like with your dad? Uh, my father passed away from Agent Orange when, oh, probably shit, about 20 something years ago. What's Agent Orange? Agent Orange is a chemical that was released um, in warfare in Vietnam. Okay. And, uh, oh, you have to leave. <laughs> and um, he actually worked the desk, but um, hundreds of thousands of soldiers died from Agent Orange. So basically, it's a blood cancer, mm. and you can't get rid of it at all. Mm. But um, weirdly, as government chemicals go it didn't show up in him until he was 40 something years old mm. Mm -hmm. so he came back from vietnam and everything fine yeah had a family uh they adopted me so that's why i said no i did not grow up both of my parents so i'm adopted mm -hmm. and then um about 40 something he was diagnosed with agent orange and probably passed within a year year and a half mm. yeah that's not the song you hear every day. Yeah. No, I never even heard of it. Yeah. But, I mean, y'all are probably in your 20s. Oh. No. That was like the bug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was so disrespectful. <laughs> you from Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear it. Really? Yeah. What is, what is the draw? Like, what made it's, you know that? It's deep southern. Mm. Um, ma'am. Uh, not quite. Ain't <laughs> the dog new. Yeah. I love it. Uh it's deep southern. Mm -hmm. And the the to me, the words are longer. Mm. It's almost it's even like in Decatur they draw out their words, but it's even it's a little more deliberate, I think. Who do you know from Alabama? Oh, a lot of people. Um a couple poets mm -hmm. and a couple singers. Absolutely. Yeah. Close to some Alabama and Bama folks. Oh yeah, 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 they are. Birmingham's cool. Yeah, my homeboy Dan Bond lives down there. I have a couple poet friends that live in Huntsville. Shout out to Huggy and Kiani. And uh shoot, it's, yeah, it's a, a few people in Birmingham. That just made me want to pay attention. I'm like, how she know that? Mm -hmm. Nobody usually get it. <laughs> and it doesn't sound like Tennessee. Mm. Yeah, Tennessee I think is a little more country. I think everybody country that don't sound like me. So. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
the most traumatic thing you experienced as a child. Besides being adopted to white people in the middle of Detroit? Mm. <laughs> I think that was pretty traumatic in the um you know, in the black power movement in the eighties and the nineties. And I grew up with X Clan. Um, not with them, but you know, I mean grew up with them with X Clan with um like family members or no, no, just their of their music. Like uh, just, you know, grew up on the black power movement, Angela Davis and Bunchy Carter and you know, all of those were my heroes. So, excuse me, young lady, you gonna have to leave. Take her out, um, side, please. All that whining. What is wrong with you? Sorry. We were a fan no. of activists and all. Yes. And you know that door a lot, where? I mean, it's in the hallway. I just wanted her to get out oh, here with that whining. Okay, um, okay, it's a quote. They say, never again will I change to accommodate someone else's insecurity. So I guess given those situations, you might have to do that. That I did change to somebody's, that I did accommodate somebody else's insecurities? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about that. Um, I had definitely been a people pleaser for a while, and it just got exhausting. And I just was like, yeah, you know what? No more of that. And no more apologizing for who I am. But that doesn't mean to abuse that card either. That doesn't mean to be abusive. And that doesn't mean to not consider the feelings of your friends and loved ones. That just means, you know, I am who I am unapologetically. And if you don't like it, you know, you roll with it or you roll over it. You move around it. And I think it's really emotionally mature for people to... Be like, you know, this is who I am. This is who I enjoy being. I like being, and I'm, I'm really this person. And you know, I think the right people gravitate towards you, and you know, the people who don't. Yeah, exactly. Other people will fall to the wayside, and that doesn't mean you hate their guts. It just means we don't sit at the same table at lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, you married? Why you want to marry? Like, I, I did it before. It was like, what's the point of marriage? Like, really? Yeah. What's the point of marriage? Yeah. Is I mean, they leave you just like anybody else you date. Like, you oh, know, you were left. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Women always leave. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, women I mean, always leave. I keep thinking it's me, but when I hear older men, they be like, women always they uh, pick a dumbass reason to leave you. So I'd be like, what's your oh, sign? It ain't just me, Aries. Oh, I'm surprised. Well, um, no, I'm not married. So, uh, you never, you ever been married? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I didn't sign the marriage certificate. <laughs> <laughs> and well, okay, <laughs> funny you should bring that up. Uh, there was a case uh, that I was married and then annulled, mm. and then I was married in Mexico and. Then he either died or disappeared. And <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And then and um here's a law that a fun fact that you may or may not know. International marriages are not necessarily recognized by the United States. So just pretend that y'all were married in China. Like you're Chinese and you're like you're Chinese nationalist and you were buried in China and you come over here. Yes, 
of course, United States recognize, you know, your husband and wife, but you don't have a marriage certificate here. So technically, you are not married in the United States. It's not valid in court. It's not valid in court. That's right. any money. That's all you ain't spend $40 or whatever it is exactly. at, the, at the courthouse. So, um, one was annulled. Um, we did get married in Mexico, and then I, my ex, um, who, uh, rest in power, passed away a year ago, we went to the courthouse. The judge wasn't in. They gave us the marriage certificate and was like, come back when y'all get the, like when y'all get married and get this signed. Y'all can either come back here or whoever married y'all signs it, and then you come back here to file it. And it was never signed. It's No. That's the one who disappeared? No, no. Okay, that's mm -hmm. the first one. No, the first one was an annulment. Okay. That was early 90s, like 90. How many are there? Three. Okay, so the third one disappeared? No, second one disappeared. Like, can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Mexico. It was a, a guy I was in love with, the DJ. I don't know, I had to say for DJs, I don't know. But it was a guy I was in love with. It was the beginning of my poetry career. It was around 2003, it was summertime. We kind of had this weird romance, fell in love. Um, I met him in Miami and I was on tour and I was headed to the Midwest. I think I was headed, I had just got back from West Africa um, and then I was headed to the Midwest. He met me in LA, we woke up and we were crashing at my friend's house, another poet friend, and he was like, let's go to Tijuana and get married. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And so we went to literally, you know, LA to Tijuana was like an hour or whatever, two hours. So we go to Tijuana, get married, have lunch, come back. He gets on the plane to go back to Miami to get his stuff or whatever. And he was going to come. At the time, I was living in Norfolk, Virginia. And he was going to come to Norfolk, Virginia. However, he was sneaky linking with um, somebody else that was in Miami at the time. And she was pissed. But everybody knew that they weren't a couple. They were just a sneaky link. And it was, it was known. It was like... They would. It was kind of like Mega said. We would. We wouldn't arrive together, but we would mm -hmm. leave together. Mm -hmm. So everybody knew that they were just a, a sneaky link. Right. But she became possessive at the time, and um, <clears throat> and prevented him from getting on his plane to come to Norfolk, where I had arranged this, you know, reception with my friends and family. I was like, hey, you know, I got married in Tijuana. Everybody was like, what? We gonna come anyway because we're nosy. Okay. But <laughs> we gonna. And so we all met in this art gallery, waited for him to arrive. He never arrived. It was one of them. It was, I don't believe in being embarrassed because you either do or you don't. But um, it was one of the most interesting situations of my life. And then fast forward, like damn near 20 years later, me and his then sneaky link, because that's what it was, are now very good friends. <laughs> Neither of you have seen him? Nope. We don't know where he is. It's, he's presumed passed away and I say that with respect he was he was a great person um but he's presumed passed away but we don't know nobody's seen him in has to be I moved here and what did I say oh five I don't think I we've seen or heard from him since like six seven eight did you love him I did then you know that was so you live in I like to hear the rest of your life that sounds extremely <laughs> it is uh, interesting day by day, to say the least. So, um, okay, what do you think, like, well, what is your biggest complaint in, like, your relationship? Them to me or me to them? Both ways. Um, 
all my relationships have been long. So what's long? Four, five, six is years. Yeah. Anything over two is long. Yeah. Two is like the national average. That's when people get divorced. So um I okay. I will say in general, them to me is that I always seem to have a plan, an agenda. Like, all right, we're at six months, we should do this. We're at a year, we should do this. But in my emotional maturity, in the last couple of years, I've let all that go. I live in the moment. Like, you know, if we go out to lunch and have a good time, I hope to see you again, but I'm, I'm right here right now. I don't have any more plans or any expert. And that took a long time for me to learn. And it took a long time for me to understand. And for me to other people, um, I don't know, it would vary, I guess, I think. Um, I, I dumped somebody because they were boring. A guy who just worked and comes home and was boring. Yeah. Okay. Because everything was my life. It was a woman, but everything was my life. Everything we did, anything, are you back? <laughs> anything social was my life. Any in, anything interesting we did, besides his like her her um, Christmas party at the end of the year or some shit like that. And I was just like, nah, I can't. This ain't my life. This ain't my life. Like it, my everything shouldn't be on me. Like, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. We want to be entertained. So. It's not about entertaining. It's, it's not about being entertained. It's about living. Maybe maybe compatibility because if because I have a I have a strong sweat life. So I I swim, bike, run, um, five days a week. So if you don't if you don't understand that life or you don't have your own sweat life, if it's boxing or tennis or racquetball or golf or whatever, then you don't understand why on Saturdays and Sundays I'm gone from for four to six hours running and riding my bike. <laughs> they're, they're like, you was out cheating. I'm like, ah, man, I don't have time for that. And I'm not about to explain this to you. And I'm not. You just saw me leaving my bike kit. Like, I, I didn't get up at 730 in the morning to go cheat. Okay. That's a good way to do it. Bro. With a bike. <laughs> With a bike. You know how much equipment that is to go yeah. cheat? Okay. That's an expensive cheat, boy. Let me tell you. I'm going to go exercise. I'm going to ride my bike to Walmart and come pick me up. <laughs> yeah, uh -uh. Get me from the Walmart. Uh-uh. Nah. Mm -hmm. Where my bike gonna go? Where my feet are? I'm crying. Okay, um, something said in a joking way, but it was really hate. And you're beautiful too. I get that a lot. So when I perform, people are like, oh, I wasn't expecting that from you, and you're so beautiful too. They think it's a compliment, but it's it's not. Um, another thing is any any reference to being white, acting white, talking white is to me hate, but not on me, on you. You don't sound white, though. I didn't think so. Obama is proper, he don't sound white. Oprah don't sound white. Yeah. It's a lot of people, they just sound educated, but I guess people get it confused, like, if you sound educated, you white, but I know what white sound like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's like, yeah, like, damn, where the fuck he come from? <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, those are the two, the two, two big things. Okay, um, last time you used somebody and why? 
<laughs> uh, we get used every day. I'm using you now. You're using me. If there's everything is um, the only difference between dating and prostitution is the intention and the conversation. <laughs> I mean, we at dinner. If you don't say like, "All right, I'm gonna buy this," you know, fill in the blank food so that we can have sex tonight. That's prostitution. But it's already kind of understood if you're going out. I mean, not that you have to have sex, but it's understood that that's where that's, that's where it's going. It's, it, that's where we're leading to. Maybe not the very first time, but I mean, at this I point, you go more nothing. than two weeks, people are ghosted you. So yeah, because usually after two weeks, you usually don't get it. They just kind of be bullshit. So two weeks be like, yes, you should have gave it up. <laughs> so horrible. Gave what up? You two give it up. Weeks. <laughs> you give it the fuck up. Okay. Give it up. Hello. Okay, a person who number say who, who number um hold on, I put I'm fucking up. A person who number ain't saved, but you still keep in contact with them. I know everybody's saved in my phone. <laughs> I'm like, uh I know uh, uh, I said everybody's saved in my phone. Like planner. I planner. Hello, like I, if you ain't saved my phone, you, you, I am not interested in talking to you at all. Okay. Like if you're you just got the number. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's with business, anything. I tell people all the time. I, I have an Airbnb and I rent out rooms and and one of my properties. And I tell people all the time who are always like, oh, I want to rent a room. I said, okay, you know, I give them the specs. And then I'm like, I don't save your number until you actually come sign. A, I'm like, I people call me all the time. People inquire all the time. So, nah, I don't. If you're any sort of important, then I save your number. Somehow. Yeah, because this is a girl I'm cool with. Like, if she, like, when she'll get a different phone, then she'll start calling me from Instagram. So, like, oh, I ain't got your number. Like, you ain't got my shit saved. But she always keep in contact. Like, then she'll, like, refriend me on Instagram every week. Like, I don't have these. Like, people always talk about this social media, like, flirting. I, I'm telling you, I think I can count on one hand, unless I just am totally missing it, the times people have actually openly flirted with me on social media and meant it. Not like meant it like they want to get married, meant it, but actually we're trying something. You know what I mean? Everybody else, I feel like they just be talking shit because we got on social media. I don't really take it seriously. You're right. <laughs> I just be like, you know, I just talk shit back, and I, you know, I think I even said to somebody, I said, I think you're my first DM. They was like, No, I'm not. And I'm like, I just said you were. So, you know, you a Libra? No, better than that. I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Libras ain't shit. I like it. Libras are, are fake. Oh no, Libras are. Fake I don't too. know. Not one fake Libra. They are flashy and exuberant, and they will make up a life if they don't have one. Are you talking like men? I'm from Maryland. Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No, I'm a Leo. Me too. The best ever. When's your birthday? August 5th. Mine's the 11th. Yeah. That's my whole birthday. My whole family Leo's. Pride. This little. Pero right here is March 3rd, a freaking Pisces. My sister's a Pisces, too. What's your, what's your birthday? Sag. Sag, no, that's right. She a Sag. Oh, yeah, gang. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, Sag, Aries. Yeah. Gang. Okay, um, what do you fear more, being alone or letting people get close to you? Letting people get close to me. 
It's never a bad experience. I just get paranoid as soon as you know too much. I'm like, oh, no. I'm, um, I have people sign NDAs now before we uh, start dating. Seriously. Before sex? Or just before you finish yeah, Before sex and before we start dating seriously. Now, we could go on dates. Like like you said, you know, we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to have coffee. But as soon as we're like, all right, we're about to be something, we're like, oh, slide. Sign this NDA. Because as soon as shit goes south and you post some shit on the internet, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I respect that. People weird, extremely weird. Yeah, they be pressed. Sometimes people don't want to sign them. I'd be like, "Well, you die. What happened to what you made people do it? What do you mean? Um, nothing. But it's preventative measures. It's like going to the dentist every year. You don't have to have a cavity to go, but you should go. I don't. I don't want to find out what's gonna happen because people are weird. Oh, you like into like weird stuff or something? But you don't want nobody to tell you. <laughs> I might be. I think she I, is. I might be. I, I mean, I got all these tattoos and piercings. I can't. It can't be normal. No day. Well, what kind of? What's the weirdest thing you went to? Um, I don't know. We can. I mean, we could figure some stuff out. Uh, <laughs> we could do whatever. Just, just sign this little piece of paper right here. Okay. Uh, leave your cell phone and keys at the door. And we pat you down for any weapon. I, people are off the hook. And you can't come to my house. You can't come to my house until we are seriously dating. I'll come to your house. Cool. But you can't come to my house. Especially if I'm dating. like, And, and dating is dating. If I'm... I mean, on dates. I can't... I think is what I mean. Like, if I'm going on a date with you just... Day and then somebody wins the and y'all ain't all come to my house. Y'all need you there. Definitely. Y'all need you there. Are you still doing it? Like dating? <laughs> Am I still doing it? What you mean? Am I still doing it? I'm just kidding. Am I still doing which part? The most for guys and shit. I, I don't. Most let me people. T- yeah, thank you. Okay. First of all, multiple people, but I don't. I'm not um in the need to be highly sexed. So if when I'm saying dating, I mean actually going on dates. I don't mean fucking. If I meant fucking, I'd say fucking. I could care less about fucking right now unless I was in a serious relationship with somebody. But I don't think nobody's into that shit no more. Serious relationship? I mean, you are. As long as she uh, yeah. obey, you feel me? No. Ah! <laughs> obey who? My God. That's why I'm obeying. God and Bug. Oh, Lord. God and Bug. I'm not obeying nobody named Bug. <laughs> <laughs> She's funny. I like it. No, hell no. Mom, this is Bug. <laughs> no. Talking about he want to get married. Queen she been Bug. No. What's your, what's your, what's your mama name you? Oh, Booker. That's your first name? Yeah, I'm the third. I love my that. Name, my granddad. Now I would fuck Booker. <laughs> but Bug? Nah. This is what everybody calls me this. So. No, I'm calling you Booker. I love this clip. <laughs> yeah, Booker. Booker sounds like somebody I definitely would go out with. But Bug? Ugh. No. I'm cool. I'm cool on Bug. But Booker. They're the same person. I was gonna say, and it can be the same person. <laughs> it's just, it's just tomato, tomato. And so it's real. So Booker could hit. Yeah, I mean, you know, after two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> My girl. After two weeks in the NBA. Okay. <laughs> well, you know where to go. You know? Get, your pen, get your pen ready. 
This nigga is 32 years old. Or 12 or something. I don't know. Uh, not or 12. <laughs> Booker's pretty grown. Right? Okay, right. Self-sufficient. Yeah. Are you capable, though? I would. <laughs> <laughs> Can you handle it? You know um, I don't know. Can you change the tire? Can you fix the electricity? And the These are all things I can do. I, I mean, I can change tires and shit. I, I don't know shit about electricity. Yeah, okay, I'm lying. Me neither. <laughs> I think I do the regular man shit, like checking oil and, you know. But I don't have a lot for that. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's regular shit. I ain't into, like, that's like trade shit. But yeah. Some guys get that, but no, nah, I ain't. So what do you do for a living since we have sure them? Um, I ain't even going to be around, Booker. I'm home every day. Uh, okay. I'm on gas. No, oh, please be careful. You don't hit a bump too hard. No, it's um, it ain't like it don't explode like people t- the movie shit like when, <laughs> when drivers do have accidents like it'll just burn like it don't explode or nothing. Gotcha. So it's not dangerous. Like, hey, I'll turn it. How long you been truck driving? Look, look how I'm turning in. Mm-hmm. How long you been truck driving, Booker? Since like uh, like oh six. Oh, nice. He got money. Okay. His own stuff too. I, I was doing the calculation. Six to twenty-two. Okay. Got his own house. Phone call. Mm-hmm. You see that? Oh, he, he popped it around back. Don't worry about. It. You see it later. Okay. After two weeks, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see where we go to coffee. I'm gonna be like, okay. L. <laughs> Here we go. Hilarious. Okay. I'm just like all the other girls' book. I'm sure you just flirt with everybody that comes on your podcast. Well. Yeah. yeah. I don't be flirting. That's what you're doing right now, though. I'm flirting? What? You think it's flirting? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I left. I left. <laughs> <laughs> that um, most women have for men? 
Anything's not unrealistic if you're compatible. It's unrealistic if you don't vibe with that person. If you, if you have two sets of fundamentals, if your fundamentals are different than somebody else's, then she could ask you to 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 change the electrical, and that's an unrealistic expectations for you, Booker, because you don't do electrical. So then she mad because you don't do electrical, but she's like, bitch, I ain't do electrical in the first place. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> Who's about to see Trey Wilson? Um, I guess to take care of everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you don't, especially if you don't have nothing going on, you're not bringing nothing to the table. It's especially if you you're not even domestic, right? Because now we have the people who want to be the baddie and live the baddie life, and then they want their man to take care of all of that, but then he can't come home to some food. Or some head. Because that's really all men want is some head and some Sex, head, silence, sandwich. Yeah. The three S's. That's it. So, yeah, that's unrealistic. If you're not giving sex, silence, and sandwich, then well, how are you going to get everything? I, I'm not real domesticated, though, but I have a, a great system in place where the house is clean, the trash goes out, and um, food is there every day. So, what you got, like a maid or something? Some. Some day. Yeah. I have a housekeeper. <laughs> So yeah, I know like some women like like they But I'm super busy though. But I'm super busy because not because I'm not dating, but there's a void there, so I might as well be working. Do you feel like yeah. So do you have like an unattractive housekeeper who you don't want from Absolutely. Well, maybe I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, sorry, sorry, Cynthia. Sorry, sorry. I knew what he meant. I knew what he was saying though. Uh, not a baddie. She's not a she's not a baddie. She is um a very seasoned lesbian older woman who would not be interested in you nor I. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think she would be your type. Oh I mean she got long, beautiful hair and she tall, she got beautiful brown skin. And she worked out every day, so Hey. But she wouldn't like you. She, I don't think so. You're not her type. <laughs> and I ain't never seen her drunk, so. I don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> okay, your first time experiencing uh, a fake plan. I'm tripping on these um, written down questions on paper. Yeah. You ain't digitized these things yet? No. Why not? I don't really like typing shit. It takes too long, like typing shit for me. It's, it's people that do that for you. Kids, students, SCAD, oh. children, students. Okay. Do you have any children? No. Oh, thank God. Jesus, I can't do it. She's going to be loud. I can't. I can't. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not dating nobody that doesn't have an adult. Even if you ain't got to take care of I ain't trying to go to no basketball games. No pe- I'm not trying to deal with no baby mamas, daddies. I'm saying if he don't include you in that, he just makes you take care of you. That's weird and selfish. I mean, I'm already being selfish by not saying that, I'm, that I don't even want children. But to be in a relationship with somebody who has children and not be involved is a, a fuck nigga. And you shouldn't deal with them anyway. I'm saying you just No, you don't. Like, the care. woman would be a fuck oh, nigga okay. as well, is what I'm saying. She's like, oh, I'll just be over here. You come... Oh, you ain't really about me then. You about you, bitch. No, it, it, my life is my whole life. I got you. That's what's up. 
Just change the question. What you ask her? You're not about to do that. What is that? <laughs> I am Oprah on your ass. Okay. What was the question? It was um. What? It had to do with children. What was the something about fake? Your first time experiencing a fake friend? No, it was before that. What you asked before that? No, that was that was, that was the question. question. How did we get all children? I don't know too. You, oh, you just, you just blurted it out. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to know if you had kids, girl. You took us there. I know. You, you started with the... Oh, the, these, the paper. It's not digitized. Yeah. Oh, the, the questions. That's yeah. what it was. We got the children with the students uh-huh. and the thank you. You just wanted to take us to the children. It's okay. You wanted to know. Fake. Um, friend. Oh, yes, absolutely. The first time? I don't know what the first time was. I remember the most recent time that traumatized me. And I didn't realize I was traumatized by these things until I realized what being traumatized was. So for me, being traumatized by something is when I obsess over thinking about how it hurt me. So then I realized that I've been traumatized by a situation. So I had, um, oh, Karen. I was called a Karen, which was supposed to be, in a weird way, a compliment to my work ethic. But nobody ever uses the word Karen in as, a a, as a compliment. And so I had some peers who I realized are not my friends. Ever was. You, you just, there's, like any relationship, there are some things you just don't say, can't say, and you still say that we're friends. And so I had some peers sitting at a bar one time. I was not present. And um, one of them was venting about an experience they had with me to the other three people that were there. And one of them said, well, you know, she was like a, more like a Karen. She, she, something, it, was, it was something about sabotaging something. And was like, yeah, I don't think she was trying to sabotage something. You know, she's like a Karen. She likes to brag about her accomplishments. And I was like, whatever, whatever the scenario was. I was being called a Karen in that situation, and they and then they all agreed. They were like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Or, you know, agreed with the person saying it, like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And then, like a day later, I think it was the next day or two days later, one of them called me and tried to make small talk, and I just I wanted to so bad say, "What about this conversation you just had?" But because it was hearsay and I wasn't there, I couldn't say like, "Oh, I saw it on tape" or or whatever. So even the person who told you agreed. They're the one who presented it. Uh, and then the rest of my then my peers agreed. So they were keeping it a buck with you. Like I said this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they were like, yeah. And so and and again, another fake that's another fake scenario where that person thought that I would be more endearing to her by her telling me that she told on herself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, bitch. Like <laughs> that's not that's not a, a way to gain sympathy, empathy, mm-hmm. points. Anything with me. And I just was like, what? And I just I just remember feeling horrible after that. And I just remember hating all four of them. And I was just like, fuck it. I just can't. I can't even. I just can't even. I can't even pretend no more. Yeah, I just can't even. I wanted to, you know, be their friend. I just realized we would have never sat at the same lunch table in high school. Fuck it. We're just not going to be friends. We can be cordial. We can be uh, co-workers. We can be in the same field. And I keep a thousand. Like, if God presents a situation, um, I always have situations that I can share with people um, that are amazing situations. I'm on the radio. I produce shows. I do a lot of stuff. So if I come up with a scenario 
and I and I don't fuck with you, but God is like, nah, that person would be great for that scenario. I don't I don't keep it. That's not for me to keep. You know what I mean? It it belonged to you anyway. And I believe that if you try to veer, it, then the shit be fucked up. Like you be like, nah, you know, you try to be petty, be like, nah, fuck it, don't don't call him or her. And you try to go with somebody else, it, it just don't fit. It's not right. The vibe is not right. And then again, the, now I'm having anxiety about not going with my spirit in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just you got to take the high road sometimes, even if you're the only one knowing that you're taking it. Yeah, not nah, definitely. So, yeah, I that's it was it's. It was an Anna um, and around my ex's death, I realized I didn't have as many friends as I thought I had. I didn't realize, I realized that some of the people I thought were my friends just aren't and weren't. And I was like, cool, no problem. What's, what's your worst? You know what? You really got to work on your empathy here. Like, I just poured my heart out, and he's like, yeah, so number seven. Like, that that doesn't feel, like, you, you know. I'm saying, some, sometimes, I don't try what to was stay he in on the subject too long. See, like, last thing we just had, I just let her go. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I try not to stay on stuff too long. You know what I'm saying? Because I do have to do clips, so it just can't be the same shit in every clip. So... Okay. Yeah. Well, I like I kind of like Kay was saying that like um I don't stay on stuff longer, and I was like, well, you can do that. Then. That's why I'm over here like, mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's I think really her thing is more just like, okay, move on next question. Where you kind of just come yeah, out. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear. Like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you didn't even address the fact that my ex died a year ago. You didn't even say like, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> for your loss or nothing. That you might just, be a, that might be a man thing. No, nah, that's, nah, that's an Aries thing. That's not him. Aries are assholes. It's either no who? Hey, it's her way or no way. Is it her way or no way? Hell no, not with me. <laughs> <laughs> Aries boy, it's, it's y'all way or no way. I'm saying when you say sorry to hear that, people just like okay, whatever. Like it's no not me saying that. I don't. I'm not saying about death either, honestly. But that's because of my perspective on death. Like I don't see it as a bad thing. So if people tell me necessarily about losing someone, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's useful to say, well, it's going to be better because that's, yeah, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't nobody wants part. to hear that. So I'm also not going to be like, oh, I'm sorry because I'm not. Like, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see it as a negative thing. I guess that it wasn't even addressed was weird, but it's okay. I get it, though. I get it. Not, every, not everybody processes like y'all do. The same. Learn something new. Learn something new. Are you okay? Ah, don't touch me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fake ass shit. I was that serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 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 okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. It it um helped me learn a, a lot really quickly. It, it gave me talk, a, I'm really here seriously. I'm like the biggest ear. Give thanks. It gave me um a new perspective on death too. Like it's, it's like shit. It really is gonna happen to all of us. I mean, there's there's no way out. <laughs> anyway, what's, what's question number twelve? What we on? I oh, know you don't want to talk about it. Now. No, that's okay. Go ahead. You see, you cry about it. I cried. No. You see, crying is a bad thing. No, not at all. When the last time you cried? Thanksgiving. About what? About that. I like completely sobbed. It was just, I don't know where it came from. It was probably a lot of pent up 
running and coping instead of dealing and healing. Mm. And Thanksgiving, it literally, well, I was out on the porch with Charlie, and um, it was it was pouring on Thanksgiving. I don't even know if y'all remember, but I remember. It was like 5 in the morning. I just came back from, I think, Jersey's house, as a matter of fact. I just came back from Jersey's house. And no, we just came back from uh, MSR. On Thursdays, it's uh, one of my homegirls promotes a, a lesbian night at my sister's room. But anyway, and I came home. It was like five in the morning. I didn't realize it was that late slash early. And I was on the porch. Me and Charlie just loves the rain. She was just sitting there chilling, probably chewing on a toy. And I just remember just sobbing. Just and it was it was some movie shit. Like it was pouring rain. Mm -hmm. I was sobbing. And it was so quiet in the neighborhood. I swear I was going to wake people up. I swear somebody's life was going to come on. But it was just dead-ass silent. I could hear it, like, just bouncing off the houses. And I live in the West End, so. And it was it was just probably a real 30 minutes. And that's a long-ass time. I just, and then I just went up. Really good. Yeah, just went in the house and was out. I love mad yeah. crying feels. I cry like every other day now. The older I get, the more sensitive I get. So I feel like my grandma inside. I'd be like, Grandma, this is why you be feeling like this acting. Man. Well, why do you, why you feel like you be crying? Because I feel like sometimes when I cry, I'm just like, when I get mad, I cry. So it's not like. Oh, me too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, and sometimes people mistake that for sadness. I was like, no, I'm weakness. frustrated. Yeah, yeah, for sadness or weakness, no. and I'm like, no, I'm crying because I'm angry. Yeah. I used to do that as a kid, boy. I, when I get angry, but not no more. Sometimes I cry for anger. A lot of this time in my life, I'm feeling a lot of transition, mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like a higher power, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I feel that, it's just moves something in me, and it's like, wow, I, I can't control it. Mm -hmm. So when I feel it, I let it go. But my last sob, I sobbed at lunch. We were having sushi. And um, it was, my brother had just did something to me that made me feel like, dang, like I thought we was family, but mm -hmm. we're not. But when I came back to here, this is home now for me, mm -hmm. to my family here, it gave me, I had so much gratitude for mm -hmm. who I have now in my life. Mm -hmm. And I sat at the table with my sister, who's not my blood sister, but that's my sister. Mm -hmm. And I cried and I let it out at the mm -hmm. table. It was not shame in my game. I was mm -hmm. crying. And I'm like, girl, this is not even sad. She's like, I know. You're loved. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So it feels good. I let it go. And I'm going to feel, even if it was like sadness, I'm going to just feel it. Mm -hmm. And after the feeling, it's just move on. Huh? When's the last time you cried? Right. Booker? Um, that's too personal. <laughs> I know that's right. You want to move on? Okay. No, you I'd be for real. It was um I was just thinking about like my dad getting old. Like mm. I started crying. Because mm. he got his teeth and shit taken out. I was like, damn, he getting old. So, mm. But yeah, it kinda made me cry, but mm. you know. I feel that. Okay, um okay, how do you comfort somebody um who going through something like, you know, going through like a death? Like if I was out on the porch with you, like what would be the best way to be like show you comfort? show comfort to me yeah oh for me like literally do nothing literally just sit there with don't touch me i'm it, it's weird i um I just, I just had a scenario uh on sunday that i'll tell you about in a minute but um and you can give me your feedback on it but for me 
I reserve. I think I'm I'm scared to to the, the getting close to people things. So I don't do a lot of random hugging. It's something people notice about me pretty quickly. They're like, dang, you know, Jimmy, you can't. No, no, don't touch me. Like, don't. Because I feel like depending on where you are in your spiritual journey, all of us are empaths. But depending on where you are, how much of an empath you are. And me being sensitive, a poet, or me, a me, a me, a me, a me, then I feel like I've picked up on people's emotions damn near my whole life. So I just be like, nah, don't, don't touch me until I'm ready for it, until, I'm, until I welcome it. So I, if you were out there on the porch with me, I would want you to, I got two chairs. You just sit in one and say nothing. That would be the best way to support me. And then maybe when I was done, especially if we were past our two weeks and you came inside. Because if you're at my house, we're probably like at six months, right? <laughs> so is he getting his job? I'm like, I'm trying to, you know. Okay, she's, she's, she's <laughs> I was right. I was, I was doing a callback. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> is he getting it? I was like, I know I am. Right. Yeah. So we probably had like six months of you sitting out on my porch at five a.m. Mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. Okay. You know, on a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know. We probably just left your mom out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we probably just drove back from, from Tuscaloosa. I left from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> so, but anyway, then once I've released all that overwhelming emotion, then I probably would want to be affectionate and cuddle. But in the moment, no. I just need to, I need to know that I'm safe with you and it's not going to be a thing. Is it weird that people who don't want to be touched, I'd be like, can I, I want a hug. I yeah, really, it is weird. If somebody's saying, don't touch me, that's real rapey. If, I mean, I don't want to take it. <laughs> it's just like. But you just said right where you coming from, so it's like, bro, we got to get past those challenges. Like, yeah, you, you just say, is it okay yeah. for me to hug you? But no, but I feel like when I start to feel safe, then I'm open up and I'm super affectionate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, but I don't like the affection to be assumed early on. So yeah. let's go back to what I was talking about. So Sunday, I come back from vacation. I invite my friends to join me uh, at Two Urban Links, one of my favorite places mm-hmm. for dinner. And a young lady that is interested in me but said she was emotionally unavailable. Well, bitch, what? Okay, well, well now we're friends. Right. Now we're in the friend zone forever. Yeah. Like, you, you could, for me, you could never come back from that. And the reason I say that is because well, okay, how about she could never come back from that? Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Because the way she presented it was like, yeah, but we can get to know each other and be friends, and then when I'm ready, bitch, ain't nobody sitting on the shelf for you. Okay. What the fuck is wrong with you? If, if you, when you're ready, I'm going to be down the road somewhere. You feel me? But anyway, so I invited her to the dinner with the rest of my friends. And, you know, it, it, there was 12 of us at the dinner, so everybody was having a little conversation. There was there was no boo-up situation happening, except there was two couples there. That was it. Everybody else was just chit-chatting, blah, blah, blah. I had on this beautiful dress, um, and I have a new tattoo on my sternum, so that was showing. But I'm covered up. Like, I have on long sleeves. I'm always very covered up. I might have a little skin showing here and there. We come the fuck out of two urban legs. You been there? Mm-hmm. So you come out, you know, you sit on that bench and you wait for your car to come up. You been to two urban legs? No. She it, was passport. My, it was my first time going to two urban legs when you invited us. Okay. So there's a bench where you wait for your car to come up for um, ballet. This Negro 
you me, right? Sits down next to me and leans her head on my breast. I said, dog, you ain't paying for my, you know, I'm being funny because we're around people. I'm being charismatic. I'm like, dog, you ain't, you ain't paying for my dinner, you know, back up on me, you know, three feet. And like, she was like, oh, she don't do me like that. I'm like, no, nigga, like, I sent her a text later. She's like, um, she's like, oh, thanks for inviting me out, blah, blah, blah. I sent her a text later, like, don't touch me without my permission. I don't care that we both lesbians. Just because we both women doesn't mean that you, my body's fucking open field to you, bitch. What's wrong with you? Like, and I said, would you want somebody to do that to your sister? And that's how you gotta look at shit. Like, would you want your sister to be sitting there in a beautiful, innocent dress, and she's showing a little bit of fucking cleavage, and somebody, a, a, a friend, a random nigga just come up and lay their fucking head on your sister's chest? No, bitch, that's, those are, and so she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, that'll never happen again. You did it. And so now she gets the emoji reply. So guys have to ask to kiss you and hug you? They have to ask you? You're talking about the first time or once we're in the situation? The first time, like... I think it's, I think it's known the first time. I don't... It's not an ask. I think there's a vibe there. You know what I mean? I, I'm not like... You know, I'm not saying like, hey, do you mind if I kiss you? Nah, I mean, I think there's a vibe there. And it's understood. But we are... We were strictly just friends. Like, I've talked to this mug on the phone three times. Like you, you don't get to lay your head on my breast. You ain't that close. We, we, you, you should do it no fucking way. You know what I mean? Like that's. I don't have no type of boundaries. <laughs> I'm on my friends. What's up? Come here. But you know what? Maybe, maybe had we been closer friends. Mm-hmm. Like oh my a friend my friend Jersey that I just mentioned we've known each other ten years she would have came up but that would have been weird for her she don't act like that but had she done that I probably wouldn't have felt no way to be honest but this person I'm like you don't know me like that you don't know me like that yeah. read the room bitch yeah. <laughs> you remind me of my mom though my mom is also a Leo and um, she is like that. Like, my grandma always makes comments like, oh, you know, your mom doesn't like affection. My mom would be like, well, you didn't give me affection, so. Yeah, and I think it might have something to do with that, too. The, you know, being adopted, going to three foster homes, all of that might be just like, dang, as soon as somebody hugs me, they about to leave. Same thing. You know what I mean? That you are traumatized by. They're going to find a reason to leave anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, you are. Like you brought it up. I'm, I'm understanding that, like, women just leave. Like, you just have to. No, women don't just leave. Those women left you. All women leave. That's traumatizing. That's trauma. That's that's trauma. That's no. my mama. <laughs> she left my well, you stay, you stay in Tuscaloosa then because that not not all women leave. I mean, you know. But anyway, what's the, the next question? <laughs> yeah, circled over there. How long have you had these pieces of paper? Today. I mean, these are old interviews. Uh, this one new though, but tell them. Okay, um, what's your worst reaction um, you got from being honest? <laughs> um, somebody twice. Somebody, so two guys, both from Charlotte, actually. Well, I met them both in Charlotte. I don't know if they're from Charlotte. Two poets asked me. No, I'm lying. One I offered up, so that might have been my fault. One poet asked me um, about a poem that he had. And I gave my honest view. And I do not offer my opinion about nobody's poem. It's none of my business. You do you, I do me, and we go on about our life. It's not for me 
to say nothing about you. Whatever. But if you ask, I'm going to tell you how I do. And this guy asked me how I felt about one of his poems. I told him the truth. And he wrote a poem about me that wasn't favorable. <laughs> I'm crying. And I was just like, Todd. Bruh. I'm sorry, we don't get that from like, bruh. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Did you address it or you just kind of left it on it? Uh, no, I addressed it. I said, you know, but it's so general that um, if you heard it, you wouldn't know it was about me. But but I knew, and I, he may have even told me. But and I was like, then you shouldn't have asked. That's what I told him. I said, then you shouldn't have asked. If you were gonna not going to be upset about it, he could still be upset maybe about the feedback, but then to write an unfavorable poem about me because of the... Of, of, of the feedback that you asked for is is fucking <laughs> like I don't even have words for that. It's petty, it's childish, it's ridiculous. Now the other brother, I think I offered it and he didn't. He didn't ask me, and that, so that was my fault. And that <laughs> did he write a poem about you too? He did. Oh, I'm crying. But I, I don't give a fuck. Like nobody knows him. So they I, I don't care. Write poems about each other. So what? Um. So what do you do? Like, so you don't work a regular job. You just do like. Um, that's not a regular job. That's a lot of work. I ain't seen I'm here at eleven o'clock at night. It. You don't work a nine to five. Um, job, but every day a payday. What'd you say? No nine to five, but every day a payday. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Okay, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up. Go ahead, Katie, do your thing. I'm cracking up. <laughs> Is there anything that you wish to share that with our audience that we haven't asked you about? Uh, when's this going to air? Tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, maybe. <laughs> Hello? Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, February 12th. At City Winery, y'all should come. Um, it is Valentine's Day weekend. I mean, you might have a boo that you could bring. I do you. I'll already be there. But, okay. I'm inviting him. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm only out two days a week, so. What days are you out? Wednesday, Thursday. That's our date nights, Monday and Thursday? That's it? That's all we got? That's all we got, baby. What time do you get home? Or like in the morning? In the, in the morning. Oh, in the morning. Mm -hmm. So what's your what's your driving shift? Well, it depends. It, it's 12 hours. Sometimes I go in at 6, so I get off at 6. Sometimes I go in at 8, I get off at 8. So. My boy drives 6 to 6. That's interesting. And then he's a runner. He gets off and he's, he's retired. He's like, oh, I'm coming home. But um, February 12th, at City Winery, I do a show called Poetry vs. Hip Hop. In, um, this is the... All Black Everything slash Black Love Edition. The show is almost sold out. We ain't even at at January 12th yet. And it's a show that I've been doing for almost eight years. It's dope as hell. Every single show sells out. It's really amazing. We toured around the country. We are going to CIAA weekend. The end of February, we were invited to CIAA weekend. And um, <clears throat> we are having our eight-year anniversary later this year. October 7th at Center Stage. That's 850 people. And um, we are going to Jamaica November, I think, 3rd. That's a Saturday. So really exciting. 
definitely follow, follow Poetry versus Hip Hop on Instagram. We have a brand new TikTok page, so we probably got like, how many followers y'all? About seven. Hey, seven. Okay. Seventy. Oh, seventy. Are you using the black girl hashtag? Black girl yes, follow yes, training yes, hashtag. Yes, okay. Yes. So if you're a black girl, we following you. You follow us back. Um. So definitely come or get your ticket. You can find it on the City Winery website. Click on Atlanta. They got eight different locations, and then click on February twelfth. It's Poetry vs Hip Hop. It's actually probably gonna sell out within the next two weeks, and so we might be adding a second show. So that's nice. good. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. That's dope. Super dope. And um, I have a new, my second book of poems coming out called Clemency Poems to Help You Accept the Apologies You Will Never Receive. Mm. So it might help your healing process. So do you okay. market it or you just like let it grow organic like as far as like selling? Oh, no, I market it. I market it. I have to do a little bit of editing um, this week, and then my goal is to have a, some copies available February twelfth at the show, and then do a, I'll do a whole book release party. I like doing events for no fucking reason and every reason. I think we should always celebrate as much as we can. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Appreciate you coming through, and um. Oh my IG. Okay. Follow me on TikTok and IG. All social media is the Queen Sheba, and I have every social media except for Snapchat, which is weird. <laughs> Snapchat is weird to me. Yeah, it is for real. Yeah. Okay, um, literally, there's no pressure, man. We out, and um, I'm not sure if we got another guest, but see y'all um, whenever. Time. We out.